Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, we're very happy to be here in God's house. While we're at it, we want to welcome uh, Willie B. McKenzie here tonight. We're glad to have you. Let's give him a big hand. Good to have you here. All right. And if you're a first-time visitor tonight, try to fill one of these out before you leave, and we'll be glad to acknowledge you as well as send you some information free of charge through the, through the mail. We're glad you're here. This is a beautiful service, and it's a great time to worship God. It really is. If you have a Bible, I'd like to turn your attention to God's Word tonight. I'm turning to Psalm 92 and verse 10. Psalm 92 and verse 10. Everybody said, Praise the Lord. He said, But my horn shalt thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. I'd like to try to minister to you tonight that let's make 09. Let's start with a fresh start fresh start in 09. Okay? You can be seated. The Lord bless you. <clears throat> Job made a statement, or his writings do. Job 29 and verse 20, he said, My glory was fresh in me. One of the things that fresh is not, it is not dull. It is not rotten. It is, it is not uh, in any way tainted. When, when something is fresh, you know, it just glows. It really gets your attention. When Jesus, during the days of his earthly ministry, went up into a mountain and there he prayed until the fashion of his countenance was changed or altered. I like dealing with my God. He certainly altered my sense of fashion because I dressed like an out-and-out -out freak before I got the Holy Ghost. And uh, exhibitionism all the way. But I'm glad that the Lord brought in his seamstress and tailor and began to alter my fashion, began to put some Holy Ghost sense in my heart. And not just on that, but on many things. If you want to get a fresh start in 09, and it's a great time to do it, as the brother said, you don't want to be putting off until you put off. Never do get around to it. Devil will keep you preoccupied, distracted, and constantly getting your attention to go in different directions but always away from that fresh start. The Bible teaches that an individual came to Jesus. He was pretty well off in life, had had a taste of good things as far as 
what you might consider to be success in this world. But he knew in his heart that something was lacking. He knew that it just wasn't quite getting there where he really needed to be. These things in life were just not really getting the job done. They just weren't doing it for him. He got things that he thought, oh, this is going to be it, only it wasn't it. He, everything was a corruptible crown. Everything was a corruptible piece of iron or metal, some type of trophy in life, but it was corruptible. I remember when I was a young man, and I wasn't really that good, but I guess I just got lucky that particular season and I, in my weight class, I was a champion wrestler that year. Didn't last to the next year. I got whooped the next year. But that particular year, and it was a big thing because, you know, they gave me a trophy. And I took that trophy home. Only thing is, I didn't realize it was top-heavy because the top was made of something solid, but the bottom was just plastic. And before I hardly set it up on the chest of drawer, it just fell right over and broke. You know, that's kind of how life really is that things just have a way of falling apart on you and disappointing you. But I want to tell you, the writer said, there's a crown that fadeth not away. There'll always be another champion in this world. There'll always be somebody that makes more money. There'll always be somebody that has a higher position. There'll always be somebody that wears uh, more of a costly array than you might wear. There'll always be somebody that will go further than you will go with a thing. But let me tell you something. All of that is corruptible. And the reason they keep reaching and overreaching is because it just never does satisfy. It just never does quite get the job done. But I want to tell you, there is a crown that fadeth not away. There is a race that we're running that is for the incorruptible crown. That's the race you want to get in. And you can get a fresh start. matter how good or how bad things are. I'm not even going to say have been, but right now, present tense, you can have a fresh start. This individual came to Jesus, and he kind of said, I better come a little late in the evening, because there's an awful lot of peer pressure out there, and I, I, need, to, I need to find out something here. The Bible teaches that he Begin to talk to Jesus. And the more he talked, the more of his ignorance showed his lack of knowledge about things that count, things that matter, not things about this earth. He could have talked to you all day long about the earth. He could have talked to you about all the terrestrial things. But when it came to the things that were spiritual, he was not very bright. And Jesus made that kind of clear to him in a nice way. But what Jesus did make especially clear was that you need a fresh start. You need to be born again. You must be born again. Or you're not going to see the things that you need to see. You're not going to get in to where you need to get into unless you get born again of water and of the Spirit. Born again speaks of a fresh start. You get to be born a loser and reborn a winner. You can train with the heavenly champions and be on the team that's truly going to make it and will rejoice for a season but for all of eternity. 
All of eternity. All of eternity. You can have a, a fresh start. You just need a fresh perspective. You need a fresh way of looking at things. You know, some people, uh, they're singing the same old songs all the time. Those sad sack songs. Uh, they're always crying in the blues. One guy was was uh, down, he was told, you're down in the basement digging holes, man. I feel so bad. <laughs> and he said, man, we're up here and we're trying to get it together. That's right. And let me tell you, Jesus Christ can get it together for you. He can give you a fresh start. He can take you out of depression. He can get you out of the doldrums. He can get you up and out and get your feet on a rock that's higher than you are. He can lift up your head and your eyes and your heart with your hands and get you pointed in the right direction and not just for a season. This is for all eternity. You want to get a fresh start. Numbers 11 and 8 talked about a fresh oil. Let me tell you something about my God. There is nothing stale about Him. There is nothing has been about Him. There is nothing about him that operates really in the past tense. He has a great history, no doubt about that, but he's not dwelling on the past. He's right here now. As the brother said, two or three, I gathered together in his name. He said, I'm going to be right there. And when he comes, friend, he's fresh. He's fresh. He's fresh. He wants to give you a fresh start. You know, fresh means new. Doesn't mean old. It means new. It means new. It's not stale. It's not spoiled. Not at all. It's not tainted. It's uh, you know, you these guys work out here on the job all day, and in the middle of our winter, we're hot because we have such great weather. But you know, you're out there sweating, and the sun is beating down, and I don't see anybody going and filling up a glass out of the canal and bringing them guys to drink because that would be spoiled and brackish and rotten and nasty. And you, you'd probably get a good case of the flu if you drank that water. You might get worse than that. But I want to tell you what they're looking for. They're looking for fresh water. James 3 and 12 talked about that which yields us fresh water. We want fresh water. God said, I'm not going to have any young'uns that are given uh, bitter water out of one side of their mouth and fresh water out of the other. He said, that ain't going to happen. He said, we're dealing in the fresh water business. Long before they struck upon to start bottling fresh water and making gazillion dollars over it, my God was given free of charge the fresh water of the Holy Ghost that you drink that water and you'll never thirst again. Isn't that what he told the woman? You take from the well, you're going to be thirsty again, but I'm going to give you something here. I'm going to give you something. And more importantly, I'm not going to give you a drink or a glass of water. I'm going to give you the whole well because the Holy Ghost will be in you, a well springing up into everlasting life. Going to go with you every day, every minute, every hour. Amen. Something's fresh. It's bright and clear. 
it's not dull and cloudy. You don't want that little cloud hanging over your head with a thunderbolt going through it and the rain coming down and you, your parade gets rained on every day. Your life gets rained on every day. And you're always going around playing that sad sack song or that world's smallest violin, woe is me. You know? No, no, no. You just need a fresh start. You need a fresh start. You don't need to go say, I'm going to get a fresh start and go back to the same old thing and the same old pattern. That's not what you need. You need a fresh start. You need a Holy Ghost fresh start. There's nothing wrong with you and there's nothing wrong with anybody else but a good dose of the Holy Ghost will cure it. He will give you a brand new fresh start. He's going to wipe your heart clean. He's going to take away all the smut, all the grime, all the pornography, all the filth, all the garbage. He's going to take out the lying. He's going to take out the cancer. He's going to take out the sin. He's going to get rid of that junk for you. Give you a fresh start. You know, some people, they make a really huge mistake when they come here. I'm not going to speak for anywhere else when they come here. Sometimes people will come and they just want to show us how righteous they are. They want to come in here and they just want to act like they're all that and they're just fine. I read about a person like that in the Bible. And they came and they said, Lord, whew, hey, check it out. I'm doing thus and so, and I do thus and so, and I do the other. Ain't I grand? Here's this other guy. He knelt down. He showed humility and subjection. He knelt down before the Lord, and the Bible said he wouldn't even lift up his eyes to heaven. But he just smote his chest for the pain that he was feeling. And he said, oh, Lord. He said, have mercy on me. He said, I am a sinner. And Jesus said, come on up, buddy. You're going home today. I'm going to give you a salvation that's going to justify you. And he just left that guy standing there bragging on himself, you know. He just left him, let him talk all he wanted to talk because, you know, Jesus just ain't hearing that. It's just like the Bible said when people say repetitious prayers. They say the same words over and over and over again. They think that the Lord's prayer was some kind of thing you're supposed to recite and learn it by memory and be sure to say ten of them before you go to bed if you've been really bad this week. Let me tell you something. That is an outline you got to learn to pray from your heart. He's not looking for fancy words. He's looking for heart hunger. He's looking for sincerity. Looking for somebody to say, have mercy on me. I am a sinner. I need a fresh start here. I want you to wipe the slate clean with your blood. I want you to, I want you to make me bright and clear. I want you to brighten up my life and clear up all the muddy things, the things that are, I'm looking at confusion here. I want you to, I want you to clear this all up for me. I want you to brighten up my personality. And I want you to brighten up my outlook on things. I want you to, to just let it be a bright and beautiful and sunny day in my heart. I want that, Lord. I want to, I want to look at things. I want to see things from your point of view. I want to look, get, crawl up into your head, Jesus, and I want to see it through your eyeballs. I want, to, I want to see things from the right point of view. I don't want the dark and the dank and the dirty and the nasty and the spoiled and the drab and the dull. I don't want that, Lord. 
I'm tired of that. I'm tired of this old life of what, the way I've been doing things. You go in the Old Testament, you read about Elijah and Elisha, and the Bible teaches that the Elisha began to follow his mentor, his guide, Elijah. And as he followed him, the Bible teaches they were at a place called Gilgal. That's where the starting place was. That's where everybody starts out as, because Gilgal is just a continuous, vicious cycle, just going around and around and around and around. But the guide said, let's go if you want to. He said, but me? He said, I'm going. I'm going down to the place called Jericho. And the uh, Elijah said, he said, well, wherever you go, that's where I'm going. Because where I'm at right now, going around this vicious cycle, it ain't no good. I'm tired of being here. This is miserable and depressing. And I'm, I'm just not getting it here. I thought, whoo, this is really cool. But, you know, after 10 and 20 and 30 years, it really got old. <laughs> I'm getting kind of sick and run down here. I'm tired of broken promises and empty dreams. So you're going down Jericho, I'm going with you. Well, what he got was a, he got a, himself a nice quick ride down to repentance. Got to get down that place where the walls are going to fall down. And, get, man, you, and you don't take nothing out of there. You leave everything when the walls fall down. You let God give you back what he decides to give you back. You don't worry about nothing. You just make a good, clean break with everything that's wrong in your life. And you just tell God, I am here to hear what you have to say. I want to I wanna listen. I'm all ears, God. I want to listen to what you have to say. First order of business, you make a good, clean repentance. You, I remember the first time I went to repent, and I poured out my heart, and I went back to the pastor and said, I'd like to be baptized. He said, you need to repent. And you know, I was on the tip of my tongue to say, I already did. But then, you know, see, there was something fresh going on in my life. So I just bit my lip and said, you know what? I'll just go do that again. Maybe I missed something. And so I went back. I climbed a fence, went out in the middle of a great big old field, just me and God and the stars. And I began to pour out my heart. Next thing you know, God started talking to me. Little old me started talking to me. Yeah, and he started saying, what about this? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry about that. What about this? Oh, yeah. You knew about that, huh? Oh, yeah, Lord. I'm really sorry about that one. Oh, brother, it started coming back fast. I felt like I was in the boxing ring, and I was getting pummeled by somebody. You know, boom, 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 boom. It just hit me one after another. I'm pretty soon I was reduced to a puddle of tears and sweat. But when I got done, or when God got done with me, I climbed that fence, I got back in my little car, and I was just singing my heart out going down the road, boy. Felt like 20 million tons have been lifted. You want to go to Jericho. You want to follow the guide, the guiding word of chapter and verse that will brighten up your life and lift the heavy load of sin for you. You want a fresh start. You don't want to go back to that lying, cheating, stealing way. You don't want to go back to that alcohol and those drugs. You don't want to go back to all that womanizing stuff. You don't want to go back to chasing this one and that one and the other one. You don't want to go back to those dank, dirty, nasty, low-down clubs. You don't want to go back to those places. You want God to give you a bright future. Brighten this thing up. Well, let me tell you, the brightness of tomorrow is right here now. It's right here. He's here. He deals in the now, in the present tense. Get your now faith, and let's put it to work right now. Forget next week. Let's get right into right on nine right now. Get a fresh start. Give me a fresh start. Yes. Well, the guide said, uh, well, we spent a good time here in Jericho, 
and the walls have come down and we're not reaching back and taking any of the old stuff out we're cleaning out the drawers and we're cleaning out the heart if you clean out the heart you will clean out your drawers actually you'll clean out your closets you'll clean out a lot of things because you, you, you'll know that that's the old lifestyle you know when the first time I went to church after I got <clears throat> repented of my sins real good I told you I worked in a a boutique, a hippie clothing store. It was the rage at that time. And I, I, I had a, a double-knit navy blue English suit. Big thing then was double-breasted. You think it's new now? It ain't new now. Okay? And uh, so I, I, and I had, I, had, um, I had red, white, and blue shoes. Dress shoes. Red, white, and blue dress shoes. Oh, I am telling on myself. And uh, I told you I was crazy flipped out. My wife asked me today, what does zany mean? Well, this is what it means, what I'm telling you right now. Loopy. <laughs> and uh, so I, I took, I said, there's no way I'm wearing those shoes. But I wore them. And I went to church. And I mean, just like this, everybody just turned and looked as I went down that aisle. Because I always sat in the front, right on the front row, front seat, first seat, right where Marvin's sitting. That's where I always sat. And uh, I wasn't going to miss anything, you know. But I promise you, every eye in that place followed me. And the more they followed me, the worse I felt. So as soon as church was over, I went home. I gave my double-knit navy blue suit away. And I took my red, white, and blue shoes, and I got black shoe polish, Brother Colbert. The kind you shake the bottle up. That's all I could afford, you know, with the little spongy ball on the end. And I, I got rid of all. I turned them solid black. And I said, we will not be doing that again. And so, you know, our, my wife has never lost her habit of her favorite store is the Goodwill. In those days, it was called the Red, White, and Blue. Go figure. I didn't get the shoes there. But that, that was the name of the place. And, uh, and I just went down and bought me one of them 25-cent suits. And I, wasn't, I didn't have to worry anymore about exhibitionism. I didn't reach back to the old lifestyle. I repented of that. I didn't want to be that way anymore. I didn't want that look anymore. I didn't want people to see me. I wanted to see what Jesus did for me. I wanted them to see the change in my life for the good. That the way I used to talk, I didn't talk that way anymore. The places I used to go, I didn't go those places anymore. Things I used to involve myself, didn't involve myself in those things anymore. I repented. I repented. And so the guide said, well, we're, we've done a good job here at Jericho. We've repented. So we're going to, I'm going to go now, but you can stay here if you want. He said, ah, uh, nope. He said, you know, you got to move on with God's plan. you got to move with the plan and the program. You can't just you squat. You can't just stagnate. And so by God's spirit is moving. You know, when he came in the flesh, every day was a different day with him. Every day something cool was happening. If he wasn't having a picnic, he was taking a boat ride. There was always something going on, and it was great, and it was wonderful, and it was marvelous. He kept them on their toes, and he kept them hopping. And so the Bible teaches that the guide said, Let's, I'm going down here, and we're going we're gonna to go to Jordan. We're going to go to the River Jordan. We're going to the River Jordan because that's baptism. 
And when we get to the River Jordan, we're going to get the baptismal thing going on. Why are we going to get the baptismal thing going on? I said, I'm sorry, and he said he forgive me. We did that at Jericho and repent. Yeah, but you see, that's not enough. You need a full pardon. You need to get the name of Jesus on that document. And when you get baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ, it is for the full pardon, the remission, the forgiveness, and the sending away of all of your sins that God said, I'm not going to remember them anymore. How about you? You don't need to remember them anymore. If you don't get involved with them, you won't remember them. Amen. Somebody said, well, you know, the devil comes around and he talks to you. Why don't you rebuke him? Okay? That's what you do. You got to speak up once in a while. Everybody said, praise the Lord. So they went to Jordan. Baptism took place. And then they, they, uh, the mentor, the guide, he said, well, he said, uh, that was good. That was refreshing. He said, so uh, we got the full pardon thing going on now. He said, I'll tell you what, we, we're going to move on here. And as we move on here, he said, uh, there's going to be a, a real thing take place. And he said, you know, if, if you're going to be with me, he said, then uh, good things are going to happen. You got to get some stickability. You got to hang in there. You can't just be fly by night. You can't show up once and not show up for the next whatever. You got to get consistent with this thing. You've got to be sincere. I tell you, people come and they want to show us how righteous they are. And then, you know, you don't see them again for the next three years. And then they want to show back up and I'm blessed. You know, one of those things. You know, and all we're looking at is you're just a forgery. You're a phony. You're a fake. You're not real. You really do not have what it is that you're supposed to have. That's why Jesus cursed the tree told my wife the other day we saw a particular tree and I said look under the leaf I said you see that little bud I said that's what was missing on that tree that Jesus cursed because it showed no potential that it was going to bring forth fruit it didn't matter that it wasn't the time of fruit season it was a time to be showing that there was potential for fruit and it didn't show it so Jesus said we're going to get rid of you right now we're not going to come to the ground with you anymore we're not going to take up space with you anymore we're going to get rid of you so that we can bring up something that will be productive around here let me tell you something you want to tell yourself that there is an experience that he has for you and you've got to hang in there to get it and that's what the, the guide told the trainee he said well what is it you want and he said I want a double portion of what you got I like what you got I like it so much I want twice as much as what you got he said well you've asked a hard thing in other words that's a big barbell to pick up buddy you think you can do that he said I'm with you I'm going to follow you and I'm going to be there he said well if you see me when I go if you hang in there that long you're going to get your prayer answered. I'm going to tell you, the Holy Ghost is so great, you need to keep on keeping on till you get the Holy Ghost. Get that fresh start. Don't be talked out of it. Don't be dissuaded. Don't get deception in your heart. And don't fall back into the same old ruts. And you know what a rut is. It's a grave with both sides kicked out. You don't want to be in the grave. You don't want to be in the rut. You want you want fresh oil. You don't want just any oil. You want fresh oil. It's like somebody said, I got the spirit. And I tell them, yeah, you got a spirit all right. And it ain't a holy spirit. One of them unholy, unclean spirits. That's what you got. Hey, Lord. No, you don't want just any oil. You want fresh oil. 
the oil of the apothecary in the Old Testament had a very specific formula to it, okay? And what I'm saying to you is that there were ingredients that were prescribed, and that was the way it had to be. And it is the same thing. There is a plan of salvation, and it is prescribed by God, and it has certain ingredients. Why do you think they went and came to the prophet one day and they said there's death in the pot? Well, literally there's death in the pot, isn't there? Don't want to be smoking any pot. But this was a cauldron pot, you know, something you put on the stove or on the campfire or whatever, hang over it, and uh, let the fire go to work on it. And they, they told the prophet, they said, there's death in the pot. Well, the problem was that they didn't have a certain ingredient that they needed to have. And when the prophet went and got the certain ingredient and put it in there, he said, now you can eat and live. Let me tell you something. You don't want to leave out what Jesus Christ has prescribed and said that's the plan. That's the formula. That's the way you must be born again of water and of the Spirit. That is, you must be baptized in Jesus' name and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you want to live eternally. Amen. Well, I want to go back to uh, Jesus. Jesus is uh, up in the mountain, and he has prayed. And he's prayed to the point that he changed. Now, sometimes everybody wants to say, he did it. She did it. It's them. You know? But you know, prayer changes you prayer changes you that's the first order of business with prayer is to get your attitude adjusted to get your positive Holy Ghost mental attitude going in the right direction here to follow the guide the Holy Ghost comes to lead and guide you into all truth to follow your mentor your guide the Holy Ghost the spirit of truth and let him take you out of the bad attitude. Let him get you from the bad crowd. Let him get you from the bad consequences of being with the bad crowd, with the bad attitude. Let him pull you out of that. Let him draw you away from that. And you begin to pray. And it's not fancy prayers. I told you the man just smote his breast and said, Lord, have mercy on me. I am a sinner. That it caused angels in heaven to rejoice. Can you imagine when angels start rejoicing? They are greater in power and strength. And when they start flapping them wings, honey, I want you to know things happen. And things Things were happening in heaven over one sinner that repents. Well, Jesus was praying, and he prayed till his the countenance of his whole being was changed. The Bible said he glistened in, in such a manner that it was whiter than any white light that you could ever imagine, or any any cleaning agent that you could ever, like bleach, that you could put on anything and, and make it white. It, it was whiter than that. It was so great. And I am saying to you that afresh, he gave an example of what that freshness that can come to us. You can start fresh this year, and you can glow. That's what Jesus was doing. He was glowing. That's what Moses was doing in the Old Testament when he came down from that mountain, and God had talked to him. And they said, could you please put a veil over your face because, whoo, Way too bright. And, you know, we don't, they haven't invented sunglasses yet. So we don't have any Dolce Cabana or whatever they are. We don't, we don't have any of the Ralph Lauren uh, 
things here. We don't have them. That hasn't been invented yet. Moses, could you put a veil over your face? It's just too glowing for us. It's too bright for us. What that was was saying, you're showing us something that's yet to come. It's called the New Testament. It's called the Fresh Testament. It's called the New Testament fresh will of the almighty God and he was showing them ahead of time and you do it just like I showed you. Do it according to the fashion that I showed you and I want you to know Jesus showed them what the glory and the glowing would be like in your heart when you got this fresh experience in your life. It was so bright and so beautiful and it didn't stop with Jesus with Moses giving us a preview of it. It didn't stop with uh, Jesus also giving us a glimpse into it. But you know, your Bible teaches very plainly that a man who was not being obedient to God, who was actually fighting against Jesus Christ, and that the time came where the Lord said, well, you know what? I think I've had just about enough of his attitude. And he knocked him to the ground. And he said, hey, bud, why are you resisting me? Why are you persecuting me? Why are you fighting against me? Why are you so contrary? And he said, uh, Mr. I-know-it-all looked up. Who art thou, Lord? Mr. Encyclopedia. <laughs> Mr. Septuagint, which was the Old Testament scriptures. Mr. I-know-it-all. Who are you, Lord? <laughs> oh, it's so good to get humbled down. And to realize everything you think you know, that you don't know anything. And that it's so much better instead of trying to come show me how righteous you are, that you would just come and say, teach me. Teach me. Isn't that what he said? We know you're a teacher come from the Spirit. Huh? We know that. Come on now. Help me here. Help me here. I'm, I'm, I'm really having some battles and troubles and difficulties here. And right now I can't even see. And later on, the apostle, the man became the apostle Paul. And as he got back up off the ground and he was told, he said, hey, uh, 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 what would you want me to do anyway? <laughs> Isn't that a nice idea? What would you, what would you have me do? What, a, what an attitude adjustment. Better than the chiropractor, you know. Got right back up off of his back. And the Lord said, I'm going to tell you what. It's going to be told you what you must do. <laughs> Sorry, baby. You'll learn my voice after a while. Gonna tell you what you must do. And what you must do, he said, you go into a certain city, you go into a certain street, you go into a certain house, and I got somebody lined up to come pray for you. And when he gets there, he's going to lay hands on you because he's going to find you praying. And that preacher didn't even want to go. He said, man, that guy's throwing people in jail. Oh, God, please don't send me there. That's a rough area. That's a tough area. That I don't like the way things are done over there. I don't want to go there. Come on, Lord. Say, give me, a, give me the Mediterranean. Let me go on a fishing boat. I actually had a guy here wanted to do that. He wanted us to buy him a boat. Then he said he wanted to go from island to island and preach the gospel. Wouldn't we all like to do that? Make it a 45-footer, Lord. Great outriggers, you know. Give me a captain while you're at it. I'll just sit there and sip tea. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no. He, and the Lord told him exactly. He said, you going over and you're going to meet this fella because I, I took all the fight out of him. I, got, I gave him a whooping and a beat down. 
and I rubbed his face in the hot burning desert sand on the way to Damascus and I promise you he is a willing vessel right now. He's waiting for you to get there so could you could you catch the next cab and get over there lickety split and he did he went over there and he said hey hey I'm here the hands on you pray for you and he did and he said and by the way he said why are you dragging your heels why are you just slapping around he said arise and be baptized calling upon the name of the Lord and that's Jesus Christ do that now don't put it off don't drag about it don't procrastinate don't be categorized with the fool how about getting a little wisdom here? Holy Ghost wisdom, godly wisdom. And that's how we got the Apostle Paul. We didn't get him by a handshake. We didn't get him because he read some prefab prayer that somebody pulled out of the moldy garbage somewhere and said, sign this and date it, and you're saved. Oh, no, that's not, that wasn't the plan. That wasn't the formula. That wasn't the fresh start. Oh, he, he repented of his sins, and he got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And he said, man, when I got the Holy Ghost, he said, I spoke in tongues more than anybody. Isn't that wonderful? He just got lost in the Spirit. Somebody said, well, what are you saying when you speak in tongues? That ain't none of your business. The Bible said that I'm speaking to God in mysteries. So you keep your nose out of my letter and my talk and my conversation with my God. Okay? And if God wants you to know, he will send the gift of tongues and interpretation, and then you'll get to know on that particular occasion what God is saying. Amen. Won't you be buttoning into my business? Everybody said praise the Lord. I'm talking to you about a fresh start. I'm talking to you about starting 09 off the right way, the correct way, the happy way. Get a glow about you. I'll tell you something else. Getting this fresh freshness, wherever you are in life, or I could say in God, you can get a fresh start. Some of the deepest teaching in the Bible is 1 John chapter 1, when it tells you about how you can get rid of your sin after you've been born again, after you were baptized in Jesus' name, after you were filled with the Holy Ghost and you're trucking along and you had a trip up somewhere along the way. And that teaching teaches you how you can get a fresh start. And let me tell you, the, the bottom line of that teaching is that you learn every day how to repent and every day how to overcome. Every day, every day. Come on, Lord. You're going to help me today. I've come here. You don't come in here and, and start talking to God and telling him how great you are and how wonderful your cologne or perfume smells. He's not interested in none of that. Hear me when I tell you. You come in and you tell God you're a dirty, low-down skunk and you've been spraying when you ought to have been praying and you need some help. <laughs> and he'll help you. And you repent and then God will help you to overcome because he'll give you a fresh start each and every day. And you keep that updated. You keep that updated. And that way your sins will be open and gone on ahead of time. They're all, that bill's already paid. You know, we have a pretty good sizable note on Fort Myers. And not too many months ago, I got to pay that note about two weeks early. And I was dancing all over the place. I was just so happy. I came home and said, guess what, guess what, guess what, what? I said, I got to pay the note two weeks early. 
We weren't scrambling around trying to get that last penny at the last day. We got it early. Oh, that's so good when God lets you get ahead. You can get ahead on this thing. You can do it every day. You can repent, and every day you can overcome. You can give the devil a black eye every morning. Every morning you talk to your God or whatever your schedule is every night, but you make sure first thing you talk to him. Amen. You repent. So no matter where you are in your life, in your situation, you can be revived. You can be renewed. You can be, hey, don't they have one of them on a computer? Where's my computer people? Don't they have a refresh button? Oh, yeah, honey. There's a Holy Ghost refresh button. You know, they tell me if you if you put a, like, candy or soda, not talking about the girls, candy or soda in, in a little thing in a cage with a rat that or a mouse, one of them little white lab mouses, that, and there's a button, and that he finds out, and he hits that button, he gets that sweetness that he'll hit that button, he'll run that treadmill and hit that button all day long. We're on a treadmill in life, but I want to tell you, you can hit the refresh button. You can get the sweetness of the Holy Ghost. You can get the freshen, freshening of the Holy Ghost. You can get reinvigorated, recharged, supercharged, uplifted, second win, third win, whatever. You can get it, but most important, let's get that initial new start by being born again. Water in the Spirit. I'll tell you, Revelation 22. Y'all keep standing. I got, I got three more hours till 09. You know I'm just pulling your legs a little bit. I have been known, I'm, I, I should probably be ashamed to admit it, but I have been known to preach three hours. But I think I've learned better since since my younger days. You know, last year. Anyway, Revelation 22, he said he showed me a pure river. A pure river of water of life. Clear as crystal. Proceeding out of the throne of God. Oh, let me tell you. This is fresh water. One of the definitions of fresh is pure. It's a purifying when God just takes your old stank nasty self and just cleans you up just gets you all freshened up oh yeah didn't, didn't your mama your grandma or somebody ever take you in the house by your ear and you had you were covered from head to toe in muck and man he took you and just put you in that shower in that number three tub or somewhere and scrubbed you down real good and put all that soap all over you and got everything off of you and you come out of there, woo, I'm clean. And then they put the, <laughs> make you smell good. My grandson said, he gave me a real comment. He said, he said, I want the same cologne that Poppy has. He said, because he always smells good. That's my grand youngin. All right. Well, you get the, you know, you get the spritz. You get the, <laughs> stuff under there. You get something and you come out smelling good. You're purified. You're clean. But the good thing about the Holy Ghost is he starts with your heart. This outward holiness comes because of an inward purity. It all starts in your heart. That's what makes the difference. It changes how you look at things, how you feel about things, what you desire. It's changed. And the things you used to desire, you don't desire those things anymore. Now you're with the crowd that said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Because, man, there's a refresh button in that house. I want to go hit that refresh button. I want to, I had a guy, uh, um, when I first came into church, the Lord gave me a very good job for me. 
and uh, I'd been working five jobs to try to make ends meet, and uh, I got a, a pretty good job after I got the Holy Ghost, and it was in a bank. Now, of course, I started at the bottom. I was below the janitor, but, you know, I don't know what they called me. Whatever. I had to pull big carts of coin, bags of coin, $1,000 worth of quarters and bags all, you know, all over the place. So I'd pull them around. I'd do my job, and uh, eventually I got promoted, and uh, I, was, oh, I, was, I was called to preach. I'd been preaching, and I was just waiting on the Lord, and and wait, I'm a pastor. <laughs> and uh, so this particular day came, and somebody had done something wrong, and they knew who it was, but they needed collaborating evidence. So the big shot boss, he calls me in. He was my boss's boss. And he called me in. That's what I am, you know. This fellow's a boss, and I'm the boss's boss. Okay, I just thought I'd let you know that. Clarification time. Anyway, um, she, she gets worried that you all think she pushes me around. One time you're going to push me around when I get in a wheelchair. I hope that didn't going to happen neither. But anyway, back to the point. The point being that uh, the boss's boss pulled me aside into his office, and he said, you know, we have a problem down there in the money room. And he said, uh, he said uh, a certain person that's been taking money, and he said, um, could you tell me six months ago on Tuesday at 11 o'clock what happened? I don't have Alzheimer's, but I looked at him and I said, sir, I said, I have to tell you, I said, I have a life after this bank. I said, I punch in, I do my job, and I punch out, and I said, and that's when my life really begins. I said, I'm a preacher, and I said, and I go to church, and I worship God, and he's just sitting there just looking at me, and I said, so for me to reconstruct six months ago in the money room, on a Tuesday at 11 o'clock, no can do. I have no recollection. I don't want to have a recollection. When I go home, I don't hear bells and cash registers and all those other kinds. I don't hear those things. I want to tell you that my God will absolutely give you a fresh start. And you can have that fresh start every day. You can have that fresh touch every day. You can have that fresh oil and that fresh water. You can have this well springing up into everlasting life. You can have this every day, every day. You, you want a fresh start. You don't want to be living with the clangs and the bells and the whistles and the problems and the gossip and the, and the politics and all the stuff that continually goes on all around all of us every day. And God in heaven knows that the newspapers and the radio news and the talking heads on the radios, they're always got something negative to say. But you know what? My God is positive. My God is uplifting. Church is exciting. And winning souls is exciting. Building churches is exciting. Exciting. Doing the work of God is exciting. Seeing somebody get a fresh start is exciting. Seeing that glow on their face is so exciting. The apostle man who became the apostle Paul, he said, it was brighter than the noonday sun. Brighter than the noonday sun. Now, you don't want to stand around. I saw a kid one time that was flipped out on LSD, and he stood there and stared at the sun till he went blind. You don't want to stare. Well, that's what this world and their drugs will do for you. They'll fry your brain and then fry the rest of you. But I want you to understand something, that, that this, this, you don't want to stand there and, and stare at the sun because it's so bright it will, it will blind you is my point. But this, the apostle said, was brighter than the noonday sun. 
When the sun is at its apex, at its brightest, bright, bright part, he said, this was brighter than that. But you know what? It didn't take away his natural vision. It took away his carnal vision and replaced it with a heavenly vision. It gave him a spiritual vision and he could see things correctly. Amen. He said that that light, I'm talking to you about receiving the Holy Ghost. He said that light, that truth, that freshness was so bright. He said that everything else went dull. <laughs> All of a sudden, the, the lights of the stadiums and the clubs went dull. All of a sudden, the things that I used to hold in such high regard, like a balloon, just lost all their air. Just gone. He said, I couldn't see anything else for the glory of that light. He said, that got my attention. And that's what you want. You want to get a fresh start and let God get your attention, and he will hold your, there's nothing born about my God. There is nothing old-fashioned about my God. I want to tell you that. There's nothing about him that is backwards at all. God is cutting edge. He's, he's so far ahead of everybody because he is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending. He's seen it all. He knows it all. He's got it all in control. And all you need is a fresh start. Somebody going to go pull the trigger and kill himself? You just need a fresh start. You can't get victory over that suicide spirit. You just need a fresh start because you're going to get all them devils casted out of you and you're going to get a fresh start. And everybody said amen. Let's lift our hearts with our hands. Come on. And I praise you, Jesus. And I worship you, Holy Lord. And I bless your holy name. I thank you, dear Give him the glory. Give him the praise. Give him the glory. Give him the praise. As he woke me up this morning. Started me on my way. Give him the glory. Give him the praise. Come and gather around. All the girls over here, all the men over here. Give them the